listening to episode 20, chapter one of the Daily Growth Discipleship Podcast. I'm Chris Lamberth. And I'm Josh Havens. We're on a journey to learn what it means to live a lifestyle of discipleship. We're glad you're joining us and hope that as you set aside this time for God, that He will help you grow today in the everyday moments of life. So today on the Daily Growth Discipleship Podcast, we're going to be doing something a little different. Usually, we're talking to a guest and then breaking our conversation with them up into about four or five chapters that we deliver each day, so it's a bite-sized morsel of goodness, just a wonderful way to start your day in the presence of God. But we thought it might be a good idea to let you guys get to know us a little bit more as well. And so we wanted to have a conversation amongst ourselves and sort of get at some of the things that have been most helpful in our own lives, some of the tips and tricks and mindsets and all of the other good stuff that we can talk about to maybe give you a little bit more insight into who we are, our hearts, and where we're coming from. And then hopefully that will help translate into something that you can take away in your life and apply it as you walk with Jesus each day. So today, we're going to be talking about spiritual disciplines. Now, spiritual disciplines is a fun topic, especially for us, because spiritual disciplines happens to be one of the main activities that we can put our efforts into as we follow Jesus. And yet, we talk about it in the church very, very little. A lot has been written on it, and yet we talk about it not that often in the daily conversations. And so this has been an area that we've been really passionate about, especially with wanting to begin a new conversation on, because precisely because of the reason it's been sort of a push to the side. So there doesn't seem to be a lot of help. If you need help, if you're struggling, and it does. People struggle in this area more than any other because we don't talk about it, quite frankly, enough. So we wanted to talk about it a little bit and show you guys what we're doing in our lives. So I think probably one of the best places to start is let's talk about the struggles, right? Let's talk about the spiritual disciplines that we struggle with. Let's get over that stigma right away. So Josh, since I'm talking first, I get to ask you the question. (laughs) Spiritual disciplines that you struggle with. Now, this is not necessarily to say that it's not a good spiritual discipline or to put it down in any sort of way, but what are some spiritual disciplines that you find yourself struggling with particularly? Uh, Top one for me has got to be fasting. Mm. I just... I like having food regularly. And honestly, self-denial for me is one of the most difficult problems that I face. So probably fasting would be the spiritual discipline that I probably should practice a little bit more, but it's the one I find the most difficult just because I'm, I struggle with Mm self-denial and and kind of putting my own desires and cravings on hold. Yeah. And so fasting for me has probably been a, a really tough one. Well, this is a good Just point. Just to do. Yeah, this is a good point. So let's actually break down why fasting might be a helpful practice for improving self-denial. I mean, it might seem obvious to some, but to others, maybe not so much. Yeah. And so it might actually be good to then break down why a spiritual discipline like fasting, denying yourself something, can actually help you in your spiritual life in the first place. Yeah, so... It, we we've used the sports analogy before where yeah, i mean you could step up to the free free throw line and try to 
throw the basketball into the goal 10 feet above the ground and you might miss like 90 times out of the first 100 that you shoot it. Uh, but that's because you've only done it a few times. Mm-hmm. You can't look at somebody like uh, we've mentioned before, Michael Jordan, who's done thousands and thousands and thousands of free throws over his entire lifetime. And at the peak of his career, could just nail them one after the other. And it's the same way with spiritual disciplines, especially fasting. If we're looking at our lives and we're struggling to uh, quit an addiction or we're trying to um, stop doing certain things that are not necessarily addictive behaviors, but uh, habits that we'd rather not continue, mm-hmm. or we're trying to start a new habit, but it's difficult because we have other desires and habits that are preventing us from getting the new habit started. Uh, something like fasting is a single free throw. Mm-hmm. It's taking one shot after the other, and if you're like me, it may really suck, and you might just really suck at it. But continuing to do it over and over and over again because it's a discipline mm, yep. doing it over and over and over again like that uh, you you'll find that you make more free throws in the end yeah and so as you as you practice something like that more self denial becomes easier and so for me while while fasting is is definitely the most difficult because i struggle with self denial uh, like i mentioned it's probably one of those that would help me the most in the long run because i need to make some free throws yeah <laughs> No, that's a really good point. And I think I we didn't talk about this before, so these aren't synced up, but I think fasting is the most difficult for me as well. And yet it's one that I would like to practice the most that I'm that I'm not currently doing, at least as well as I think that I should. And and particularly because you just all the points that you just made. The other thing that I think fasting does for me is it's the best physical example of something that I can do. It helps me live like what Paul talks about in 1 Corinthians of this life in the spirit versus life in the flesh. Oh, that's a good point. Like I, it's, it's the literal denial of my flesh for something that is truly good for me, right? Food is truly good for you. Now, everybody should probably be fasting fast food or the junk food, but <laughs> like if you just take everything off the table and you have to learn to rely completely upon the presence of God in your life, you know... We can talk a big game about that. I like to talk a big game about that. That's that's where I want to live in all honesty. Is, and I'm, it's really easy to say I wish that every single moment of my life was infused with the presence of God and that I was walking with him and relying on him every moment. But when it comes to like I give up my food and then I have to learn to live into that, oh man, now I recognize where my flesh comes up against at, at the end of itself. Mm-hmm. And so it's, I, I love the analogy of learning to take those free throws, and you're going to fail a lot. And I think that needs to be stated, it's okay to fail yeah. with any of these spiritual disciplines. Because especially with something like fasting, my, like uh, my wife and I joke, when, uh, when she gets hungry, she gets angry, and we call it getting hangry. Mm-hmm. And so like, if you're like my wife, and you, when you get hungry, you got to have your food. Mm-hmm. Your your other emotions and your attitude starts to come out, and yeah. you start to see a little bit more of your your sinful nature come up. And so, what are you going to do with that? Mm-hmm. How are you going to deal with that? Um, so, fasting also—I mean, not just uh, for self denial, but it also gives you an opportunity to uh, look at some of the other parts of your life as the Holy Spirit takes you through that, and you'll see other things that you maybe need to work on, like uh, 
I don't know, something else. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he just uh, does those things. Just patience, you know, patience and long suffering with with other people, because I have to be patient with myself. And like you said, when when you're agitated, it's way more difficult to be patient with other people. And so, uh, anyway, at least for me. <laughs> when I get home and I'm trying to cook dinner for my kids and I'm hungry while they're yelling at me for food, man, that's what I need the presence and peace of God in my life to say, chill out. Like, let's just calm down. And so that's when I die. Like, that's, it, it, I mean, it seems so simple, but that is where a lifestyle of discipleship is made is in those simple moments when you recognize, oh, it's in this kind of a moment. Sin is not on the line, usually. Yeah. And yet I have to die to myself and my own desires at that time. So, and again, you're not going to nail it every time. I definitely don't. It's the don't. recognition, though, that there was an opportunity there and becoming more aware of that as you do it over and over and over again. That's right. It's spiritual uh, bicep curls or free throw shots. I like it. I don't like bicep curls. Yeah, well. <laughs> so what's been your favorite spiritual discipline? My like favorite. The one that you just absolutely love and you just... You nail it, and that's where you're kind of in your spiritual groove. So for me, it, and it, it seems funny because I do struggle with this at, at, at times, but it's um, my favorite one to just uh, to get into is, is really a form of prayer and meditation. Like, that's where I feel like I live the most. So if I can just get away from everybody and just spend the 30 minutes to an hour in prayer, I mean, I know that that's like the cliche, and it started young— young for me and it did become a habit now it's not it's not something that i i nail every day by any means and and sometimes i'm stretched too thin and i turn it into performance but like for me it just that's where i'm alive at man and so i don't i don't know what it is about it and i can't i can't explain it there have been times when i've tried to to like cut that down like in the mornings especially so that i can increase maybe some bible reading or some studying or some writing or something like that and I just have such a hard time letting go of that just because I enjoy it so much and I'm just naturally drawn to it. And so, um, so yeah, that, that, that's one that I tend to neglect others <laughs> in favor of, not because I feel that it's more important. It is important. You just like doing it. I more. just like doing it more. Exactly. So it's just one that, that I naturally gravitate towards because, and for me, I, I don't know if this relates to anybody, but, uh, if, I guess growing up and hearing that God will accept you unconditionally no matter what, and then having some sort of sense of shame or regret and guilt of whatever it might be, being able to come before your Heavenly Father and be completely accepted and to sit there in His presence um, is incredibly, incredibly freeing. So it's like, it's just a place for me to vent, to get everything off my mind, to think. And uh, this is why I think it's funny, because if you've listened to us talk about this before, it almost sounds like I'm talking about resting in God's presence or doing silence and solitude. And that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not as good at doing that as I think that I am, but I'm better at doing the prayer and meditation because it's more active or just more of me giving things over in, in the communication stuff. It actually becomes a lot more difficult for me to sit in silence and do nothing to allow God's presence to wash over me and do nothing. So it, it, it's kind of a weird area that I'm having to learn to, to spill into, but uh, yeah, so that, that's my favorite. Yeah, and the silence and solitude has been my favorite, at least lately anyway. 
So I've been on a journey of uh, learning that God does accept me and that I don't have to perform all because of his grace, not because there's anything good in myself. It's just totally all because of his grace and he's just that awesome. Uh, and so for me, silence and solitude has been my favorite. It's the, frankly, it's the easiest one for me to do because I don't have to do anything. Mm. And so silence and solitude for me looks like most often coming into my office a little bit early and sitting down on the very couch that you're sitting on right now, Chris, and doing nothing. Like I take my shoes off, pull my feet up on the couch and just sit there and close my eyes and just do nothing. And it's really tempting to start thinking about something or to even start praying and trying to do stuff. But I've found that in the past, even those spiritual disciplines where I'm doing something, um, I try to do them for the good reasons that you're talking about, but I end up turning them into a thing that I need to perform so that I can earn favor or merit with God, so that I can be in good standing with God. And so silence and solitude, just sitting alone, doing nothing, allowing myself to just be is really the antidote for my perform my desire to perform. Mm-hmm. So that's been my favorite lately, and it's been uh, been really helpful for me as far as uh, spiritual growth goes. And yeah, honestly, sometimes I would much rather be like, I'll, yeah, I'll just go like you said. I'd do that at the expense of some of the other ones. Where well, I'll just I just need to be today, just be because that's easy. I yeah. can do that. And, um, Sometimes I do need to do things like fasting, which I don't like doing as much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> would that would silence and solitude then be the one that you have gotten? Like, let's say we'll, we'll put it in the most improved category of like because you did say, that. yeah, yeah. So like when I first started, um, it was really interesting because like thirty seconds in, I caught myself in a conversation with myself in my head, and then came back like five minutes later and realized, oh yeah, I was supposed to be not doing anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then you kind of come back to to center and you sit in quiet again. And then 30 seconds later, you find your mind wandering again. And uh, it was like that for me the first, I don't know, probably a dozen times I tried it. Um, but here lately, it's gotten to the point where I can go a good solid 15, 20 minutes and I'm good. Just be. I can just be. That's cool. And it's... Uh, I really, really like starting my day like that. It's it's relaxing, um, kind of sets the tone. If you go back and listen to uh, uh, chapter or episode nineteen, chapter two, I think, where we talked with uh, Scott Rodin about stewarding the God's presence in your life, uh, that's really what this helps me do at the beginning of my day. It just mm-hmm. kind of brings everything into focus, and I can think of nothing but being a son of God in that moment. Yeah. It's, it's just good. That's awesome. Yeah. For me, it's gotta be journaling is where I'm most improved. Um, it, it's always been a discipline that I've wanted to practice, but just had never been able to do it. Of course, uh, the daily growth journal has helped me tremendously in that. And, uh, even though I've done like several of them, I do, I always find this funny. I think I'm on my fourth daily growth journal and yet I cannot still journal traditionally. <laughs> it's like, I just won't. It's not that I couldn't. It's just that I won't do it. And so there's something that I like about having those really simple, concrete prompts that just help prod my thinking and give me words to say that w- w- when you're just looking at like the vast openness of a white page that I just kind of get lost in it sometimes. And uh, I mean, you know, 
I, I either have a tendency to write nothing or I'll write way too much. Or, mm-hmm. or, because, and that's what intimidates me about it is I feel like I have to fill up like a whole volume worth of, of writing. And so I like having just the simpler, almost short answer t- style of journaling that just gives me, uh, yeah, real quick ways of, of getting my thoughts down. And then it does it, it. For me, that's what sort of sets the tone for the day when I, when I'm, when I actually take the time to do it is it's like, okay, this is my intention for the day. I put it down on paper and then it gives me a much better chance of living into that intention throughout the day. So, uh, that has been the most fun for me. And something as I'm, is we, you're talking and I'm talking, um, I think I would like to recommend our episode that we did with Adele Calhoun. And we talked with her specifically about the Spiritual Disciplines Handbook, because a lot of what the Spiritual Disciplines have to do with is des- our desires. Giving our desires over to God or l- living into them. And so Adele has a really awesome approach in her book of looking at where your desires are, and then based on what your desire is, whether it's positive or negative, because both, both exist there, and have to be uh, stewarded properly, we'll, we'll, to use Dr. Rodin's word. See, it all works together. Um, <laughs> so I, I definitely would encourage you to check out Adele Calhoun's episode, and I don't remember what it is off the top of my head, but there will be a link to it in the show notes. So you can click on that and go listen. It, it's a great episode and to help you dig a little bit more deeper into the spiritual disciplines. How can you create a lifestyle of discipleship? Most Christians think discipleship is a program or a few practices thrown in at the beginning or end of the day. But we want to help you create a lifestyle where walking with Jesus throughout the day is not only possible, but natural. And we have a tool that's going to help you do just that. It's called the Daily Growth Journal. It's a guided journal that's going to help you become secure in your identity with God and authentically walk with Him in your daily life. Growing daily in your walk with Christ is possible if you cultivate a lifestyle of discipleship. And the Daily Growth Journal will help you do just that. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Daily Growth Discipleship Podcast. If you like what you've heard, be sure to give us a review and then share this episode with someone else. Then check out the next chapter in our conversation this week, where Chris and I talk about how podcasting has helped us learn to become better disciples. If you want to stay up to date on everything happening at Daily Growth Discipleship, go to dailygrowthdiscipleship.com and subscribe for free. You can also subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify.